Welcome back to Two Yells and a Glass Half Full. We are so excited you're here and we hope you'll hit the subscribe button below to continue to stay up to date on all the Two Gals information. Absolutely. Um, so we are in the month of December. I had to think there for a second. Oh my goodness. And we're talking about goal setting. And last week we talked about writing your 50 goals. This week we're going to talk about where do you go from there. But before we get started, Dr. Jess, what is in your glass? I'm working on water. So I'm, I'm kind of down to the very bottom of this bottle. And that was my goal for today mm -hmm. was to make sure I finish this more than once. And I'm almost there. So wish me luck. <laughs> uh, so Dr. Bobby, what's in your glass? I'm on the same. I'm on some nice ice water. So, yeah. so this week what we're talking about is we have these categories that we had asked you last week to write down just like if there was nothing standing in your way, what would be your goals in these categories of recreation, spiritual, you know, spiritual goals, um, health, personal growth, family and relationships, financial and career. And so with if nothing was in your way, big picture, what would, you know, like the money got in the way, what would you really want out of life in those categories? And so knowing that that's not realistic, but it does help you get to that like understanding of where you would like to go. Mm -hmm. And so what we're gonna talk about today is how to use that knowledge that you've learned from yourself from the just that quiet time that you took to actually come out of that with some realistic things that you can accomplish within the next five years. So Dr. Bobby, if I have these big picture goals, mm -hmm. what are some strategies that you use to help understand what's tangible, like and we, somewhere between six months and five years? Because some goals take a long time and some goals don't take so long. But let's say it's a goal that's like kind of big, like mm -hmm. buying a house. So. You know, when I look at these goals, I think about some of it, and as Dr. Jess was saying, you know, some of these aren't going to be obtainable in a year. They're not going to be obtainable in 5, 10, 20 years. Um, but you got to start somewhere. So, for example, buying a house. Um, let's say I want to buy a house within the next five years, and I'm thinking about it. I'm, realistically, what is, and this will be under the financial aspect, what, how much do I need for a down payment? Let's say a hundred grand. I really would like to have a hundred grand. I don't want to pay PMI. I want to have that 20% down. That's kind of average where my house, you know, a house is, or maybe a little bit above because we are talking about five years out. And so this year, my goal will be save 20,000. Um, because if I take that hundred thousand that I want over five years divided by five, that would be $20,000 that I need to save this year. So really what we are want to do with those big goals is kind of look at each category. There's eight categories. Look at each category and what do I want to obtain? What do I want to accomplish this year? Right. And if you can break it down into what you can accomplish this year, now it's not something that feels so nebulous. It's because it's like, I'll never be able to save $100,000. And you might not be able to. And that's okay. Like the cost of houses varies so much and there's all sorts of different ways to improve your savings. Uh, but sometimes it can be something to the effect of, okay, if I really want to be able to save 
20,000 in a calendar year, then there's going to be all sorts of steps that you can look at. And that's what we're going to be going through in the next episode is kind of some more like realistic steps that you then do. This episode is focused on how to bring our big, big dream, 50, 50 big dreams into at least one in each of these categories that could be realistically achieved between six months and five years. So financial, an example is buying a home. An example for a career might be looking either maybe it's a career change or maybe it's looking to grow within the current field that you're in for some sort of promotion or raise, things like that. And so that's something that, and that might be a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. It might be that you've got to kind of hit some of these markers before you're really going to get to where you want to go, which is the big dream, you yeah. know? So, but break that big dream now down into something that is achievable. So for us, you know, in our, you know, world of physical therapy, it's at first it was the dream of getting into grad school. (laughs) Then it was the dream of passing. (laughs) Becoming a therapist. Becoming a therapist. And then it's like, you kind of have these these goals that you're going for of like, I want to, you know, take on a leadership role in my clinic. And then it's like, oh, I want to get specialty trained. And then it's, so there's constant like growth, constant things that you're going after. And then eventually we both opened our own clinics. And now, and then now we're still taking, you know, additional coursework. We're taking coursework on being able to do diagnostic ultrasounds. So that way now we can improve what we can offer inside of the clinics, which then, you know, helps us better meet our patient's needs. So when it comes to career growth, it's not like, within one year I set this goal and then and then stopped, it's like each year we set new goals in order mm-hmm. to get us to that longer term goal. And then it's it's achievable because it, it doesn't have to be this thing that's so far out of reach that I don't even try. Oh, I think, uh, so Dr. Jess and I both would like to sit for the RMSK, which is a very, very, very tough test. But our goal is 2025 to sit for it. And so that's not a next year goal. No. Um, <laughs> but it is a big goal. And so career-wise, like we're both kind of like making the plan of like, you know, we do have to have 150 scans. So there is stuff that we can set as goals this year that will help us achieve that goal mm-hmm. the following year. Absolutely. Yeah, and there's, but we we started talking about this goal back when we went to the conference in 2022 two, I think. Yeah, it was a yeah. while ago. Yeah. So in 2022, we talked about, okay, this is something we'd like to do. We don't have time in 2022. It's not realistic. Too much was going on. So we said, okay, in 2023, let's revisit this and see if we can put it into the docket. And it made it into the docket towards the end. We started it at the end of 2023, you know, getting the first course in. And then, okay, now we'll look at 2024, what do we need to accomplish in there so that we, in 2025, we can sit for the exam. And so when it comes to career growth, oftentimes it is a multi-year long process to get the training done, credentialing done, whatever it might be to be able to kind of like push that career in the direction where you want it to go. Everybody's career paths are different, um, but like don't shy away from looking at that long range and then just backing that up a little bit so that it's like this I can do and it, it's going to push me t- closer to where I want to go. 
as long as it's closer to where you want to go, it's a win. <laughs> right. Because then five years from now, when you look back here and say, oh my goodness, I'm so glad I got all of that done. I mean, like dry kneeling certification, mm -hmm. big time preparing me for the dry kneeling or for the diagnostic ultrasound. Mm -hmm. And so that was a multi-year long process to get that done. And so there's lots of things that I've done in the previous career, you know, years that have pushed Set me forward. Yeah. Right. So you just cost it. It's like, you know, they, um, the, the phrase in the clinic is that I'm a bulldozer um, because it's like, I'm coming, I'm just moving. I'm not, I'm not a race car, <laughs> but we're moving forward no matter what. We're not, no, we're not stopping. We're not turning around. We're moving forward. <laughs> I like it. I so like it. it's, it's that it's a sustainable pace. Mm -hmm. And so as long as we can hold it, like I can hold a bulldozer pace, right? Right. For a I long time. I can't sprint forever. Right. So then it's achievable. It's doable. I don't feel overwhelmed and everybody knows this is what we're doing, mm -hmm. right? We're not doing yo-yos. <laughs> right. Know? Yes. So we, in the last episode, we talked about recreational, which is one of my favorite. Um, you talked about financial, you talked about career. Um, one that I love is spiritual. And I think because most people think of spiritual as church. Um, and it can be, and it absolutely can be. It is a place I love, but I, to me, spiritual, one thing I include in that is volunteering. Um, and so I made a goal that I failed miserably at last year. So it's okay to fail your goals because you're going to, you're not going to make every goal you make, or you're not, you're not going to succeed at every goal you set. Yeah. Um, but my goal was to volunteer one time a month. And I learned that it is incredibly hard to find different volunteer opportunities that allow you to volunteer once a month. <laughs> Most of the time they want a much bigger commitment than that. But, so I'm gonna re, kind of revamp that goal and find a different way to do it. But for me, like spiritually, not only going to church, but also volunteering. And it's just something that mm -hmm. I enjoy doing and I learn so much from. Absolutely, yeah. And spiritual could be, you know, just doing, um, you know, meditation, mindfulness, breath work. It could be uh, participating in yoga. There's a lot of different ways that you can um, work on spiritual goals and uh you know i find for me sometimes like for whatever reason like sunday after i just love sunday afternoons going for a walk and you know we'll go out with the boys and it's just i take it's just that pause that pause to just like you actually feel the wind blow against you mm -hmm. you actually see the clouds in the sky and we'll point them out like oh my goodness what do you think that one looks like? And then, you know, like just the awe and wonder of, of the earth that we live on, the beauty of everything around us, um, what makes all of this happen, you know? Yeah. And, you know, then all of a sudden you'll hear like the scurry of a, uh, you know, a squirrel going by or, you know, whatever it might be. And you're just wondering like, I wonder what their little family is like. And it's like actually being present, living in the moment. In the you moment, know, we yeah. We always talk about that, but we rarely do it. It's yeah, there's it's a practice it's, too. It is a practice and and I like to practice it as a family and that's something that I value. And that's like our Saturday mornings are a big, you know, we're we're really big at like getting outside, getting in the garden, like the dew on the on the plants and the morning light coming in, the shadows that are cast by the morning light and just all of that that grounds you to your space and that presence in your space. Um so that 
spiritual it can be so many different things is is the real point of all of this it doesn't have to be an institution it can be it can be mindfulness it can be volunteering it can be so many different things um, just the whole point though is to say what's a sustainable goal that I could make for this year mm-hmm. and um, and then kind of write that goal down that as that bigger goal not like one time I want to go for a walk and look at the clouds I mean <laughs> okay uh, but like really what do you want out of your that spiritual being of you um, yeah, so yeah. I think health isn't typically an easy one if we're looking at categories. Um, but I, I think it's important to mention it's not just like a number. So maybe you want to look at lowering your blood pressure um, or wanting to be able to walk for 30 minutes. You know, looking at instead of just a pure number per se, I want to weigh this much or I want to lose this much. Like, how can we kind of rework it? Because a lot of us do that and let's try something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like health could be so many different things. It could be mental health. It could be physical health. Mm-hmm. It could be something that's movement based. I want to be able to get on and off of the floor to be able to play with my grandkids. It might be I want to be able to better manage a chronic condition that I have. It might be I want to prevent mm-hmm. a chronic condition that my family presents with. There's a lot of different ways of looking at health to be proactive versus reactive. Nutrition. And like nutrition just like falls maybe in you're there. cooking at home more right. versus eating out, you know, things like that. And some goals interplay. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're looking at health and your health goal could help your financial goal. True. So it yep. could be that and your recreation goal, right? So <laughs> let's say you start gardening because you grow stuff from seed and you don't need to do expensive garden beds or anything mm-hmm. like that. And then you start learning how to cook whole foods and you're using less pre-processed things. And that's a great way to reduce blood pressure and reduce weight and reduce cholesterol and improve your mental health because you overall have less toxins and you know just overall stuff that's harder for our body to process so some goals really do start to hit like a lot of different categories Um, and then we're reducing how much money we're spending by eating out which helps us save for that down payment for the house i was gonna say Um, a lot of times it's you know it's it's a lifestyle it's not but um so we've gone over recreational spiritual health um financial career so we have the last ones are personal growth and then family and relationship and family and relationship you can kind of put together one we have separated because relationship could be with friends social you know things like that whereas family is truly just your family Mm -hmm. um so just how is like personal growth different than career because i think a lot of times those two get combined into one and they're really not no no they're not so personal growth is you as an individual versus career growth is you in that role of your career. Mm -hmm. And so, and think about like family relationships, that's you in that role as, you know, for me, sister, daughter, mom, wife, you know. Mm -hmm. So those are different roles that I play and I have different, um, just different needs and wants and things like that, right? But my personal growth is just me. And like, what do I want out of, life out of my day out of my week out of my hour out of my minute (laughs) yeah right so like how am i going to grow as an individual in order to be able to get to where i want to go 
And um, I think they're intertwined. Like there's absolutely. a lot of carryover with all these bowls. Yeah. There's a lot of carryover, but it is different. Yeah. So it might be something where I say, you know what? I've noticed that I've heard this feedback from multiple different areas of my life that like, uh, they tell me I'm impatient or they tell me this or they tell me that, but I'm like hearing it from a lot of different areas. So I might need to think, Hmm, maybe I need to work on my communication or my patience or, um, how I reframe things or who knows, right? So maybe my personal growth is to really focus on my communication and listening and really saying, I hear what you're saying and here's how I'm going to respond to that. Um, so who knows, whatever that personal growth might be, communication is just a very common one. Um, other people, personal growth might be being able to do self-care because they don't at all. And self-care might be something that really struggles and everybody else in the world comes first and they never do. And so for their personal growth might say, I really need to put me first in certain, you know, in certain scenarios that are non, you know, like, like there's going to be certain times where like safety comes first, <laughs> you know? Um, but like in the day, you know, how can I make sure that I'm making sure my needs are met? And that might be a personal growth goal. Learning to say no is another good mm -hmm. one or I'll any type of addiction. Mm -hmm. um, those are all, I think, great for personal growth. And mm -hmm. you can do it through podcasts. You can listen to podcasts, reading books. You can do it through listening to YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, you could do it through getting professional help um, mm -hmm. that's out there. There's, I mean, it's endless, that, the ways to get, get that. But you got to kind of yeah. also realize, like, hey, I've had a lot of people tell me this. Mm -hmm. Or do a lot of self-reflection yeah. to, like, and they're it's hard. It's very hard to do oh, yeah. self-reflection. It's very hard to hear people tell you you're impatient or you're uh, judgmental or you're this or you're that because guess what? None of us want to be that. No, I, I will say I, I do challenge myself when I've heard it essentially more than once from like very different sources and I'm like, hmm, uh, well, I'm the common denominator. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not saying believe what everybody tells you. Right. I'm just saying like, sometimes if it is coming up, take that moment to say, hmm, might they be onto something? And if they are, then I might need to work on me, which is okay. Mm -hmm. Right? We yeah. would want somebody else to work on them. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And then our very last one is family and relationships. And um, relationships and families, you've heard us talk about the blue zone. We're going to, we have, we're really excited. We love the research that's being done on it. And this is really important and relationship is community too. And it is really important, um, for stress relief to go out with friends, to do stuff with people that you trust and you love and that care about you and to be there and not just once a week type thing. It's a day after day. Like, um, oh my gosh, I was reading the book and I, I don't remember the exact statistic, but it was saying an insane percentage of people do not have three people they could call or reach out to if something went wrong. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's just crazy. I, I got the three right off the top of my hand and I got more than that. I'm so blessed to have some really good friends. But to think about like being like stuck in a situation where I need help and not having anyone to call, not having mm -hmm. 
and making friends as an adult is hard. <laughs> it it is. is very, yeah. very hard. Um, but it is super important to our health, to our well-being, um, and definitely an area that we need to set goals and work on. Um, and especially in our, I think it's a little different when your kids and in the retirement age. I feel like they do a lot better job of getting together with friends than we do in this crazy area of, I get the kids off, I go to work, I do this, I get home, I got to cook, I got laundry, I got da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And the next thing you know, two weeks has gone by and you've not seen one friend. Right. No. And that's, and that's just, it is what it is. There's going to be some goals that are harder to achieve and some that are easier. And where you are in life, the different phases of life, and all of it makes an impact. However, it is well documented and researched that the more connected you are, the better your mental health, the better your physical health, and all of that is going to keep your stress hormones lower, which keeps your organs <laughs> functioning at a better level. Mm -hmm. It's going to decrease your financial stress because if you can have somebody to call on, you're not going to have that big, you know, hotel stay bill. If something happens, you can, you know, crash with a friend for a little while. Um, and they and you would do the same for them. So living in this world of having these interwoven connections um, and support systems is truly how how it's how it's meant to be in societies. And so finding ways to set goals to make new friends and to get out there and, and meet people or repair relationships that might be you know have sustained some sort of um, damage uh, all are different ways of making goals. And so the point of this episode, like I said, was to break down those big 50 dreams into goals that could be achieved and you could Camera fail. Yeah. Oh no. So our goal. Yeah. So the point of this episode was to break down those big 50 dreams into realistic goals that could be achieved between six months to five years. So writing those down in each of these categories is going to help you for the next step of actually creating some sustainable plans for making that happen. And that's what we're going to be covering in the next episode. So don't forget to follow us on social media. We also have some uh, PDFs that are going to be helpful for just guiding you in this process. You know, we've got 30 day challenges and some like just organizational things to just make it a little bit easier. So you're not just operating on blank paper. You can operate on blank paper, uh, but sometimes getting a little bit organized mm -hmm. and some templates can be helpful. So visit our website, www.2-gals.com and you'll be able to get the uh, downloadable link for those. And before you go, when we say, you know, those 50 goals, you don't have to take all those 50 goals and bring no, them down. One. Pick one, one per category. One per category. Recreational, spiritual, health, personal growth, family, relationships, financial, and career. And pick one, and then we'll go from there. Perfect. All right, see you next week.